P.S. I just got 10 rockets in my shop because it's 12 a.m. And I'm buying them right now. Thank you. Bye. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What do you that? think about that? What do you think about that, Rob? We put one less goblin on your goblin so your goblin could gobble your goblin. Goblin. Which got a, a hit. Which got a hip, a hop, a, a hip, hip to the hip, hip, hip hop, 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 and you don't, don't stop, stop the jumping to the bang, bang, bang boogie, boogie, up jump the boogie, boogie to the bang, bang, bang boogie to be. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss our weeks in the arena, the new meta, and say boom way too much. Boom! Boom. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, CLNSmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 55, baby. Let's go. How's it feel, man? I feel like it feels really good. Is that how you feel it feels? I feel like I don't really know how it feels. It's just like 5-5. Five, five. I mean, it, it looks cool. It feels as good as it looks. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we jump in, you may have noticed, I'm sure you've noticed because it's kind of obvious, we started putting some ads in the show in the last episode. That's right, man. Ads have been long long overdue we've been doing (laughs) this thing for fun forever and to be honest we still love having fun but we were just looking for different ways to support the show to allow us to grow even more whether it's through podcasts or youtube or whatever just more content for the community funny that you should say that that's actually why i wanted to bring this up so to everybody listening anytime that we have an ad or a new vendor on the show if you're at all interested in the service you should use the code that we provide in the advertisement because that is a 100% direct way to help support the show. So if the vendor sees that you're using our code, they know that the ad is working and therefore they will buy more ad spots. If so, facto, boom. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to point that out to anybody who was interested. And without further ado, how was your week in the arena? <sighs> Uh-oh. Dude, it's, it's the end of the season, kind of. Yeah, it's the end of the season. And I just remember talking about how decent my season was going at the beginning of the season, right? Like, it was like less, less than halfway through, I was at like almost 4,700 trophies, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward two full weeks later, and I'm still around 4,700 trophies. So is that really a bad thing, though? I feel like maintaining is just as good as going up. It's better than going down. Well, I'm, I will say this. I, I, I agree with you. But when you go, like, from 47 to 48 to, to just under 49, back down to 45, and then up to 47, and then back down to 45, it's just like this struggle sounds nauseating well try being on this roller coaster it's even worse <laughs> but listen man i'm telling you like every single day i just feel like i'm pushing this the i feel like i'm pushing the battle button and i'm just like in a standstill it's just draws or losses or draws and wins i'm not like making good progress i'm still using the mortar mauler only i've replaced the skeletons with bats it seemed to be working out at first but recently i don't know i don't know maybe these balance changes came but we'll talk about the balance changes but maybe these things came out and it's just like it doesn't work so well anymore i don't know hmm it sounds like you're having a really rough arena run this last two weeks you don't say rob i do <laughs> i do say sorry i you don't clear- mean to rub it you in c- you clearly spoke the words <laughs> well i mean your trophy count is higher than me so i mean i'm looking at it from a totally different perspective over here if i were at your trophy count i'd be like dude guess what trophy level i'm at yeah well dude like i'm not saying that i'm at a bad trophy count like i'm not complaining about my trophy count like i hope it's not coming off like i'm complaining about my trophy count what i'm complaining about is just how tough it's been like 
even if I was, even my, if, if my max trophies were at 4,200 or 3,800, if I had the roller coaster at any trophy level that I'm currently at, it would just annoy me. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm annoyed. Fair. You're complaining about the actual ride. The roller coaster is not fun, Rob. Okay. I accept, I accept that statement. That's fine. I want to be on a rocket ship. Not a roller coaster. <laughs> Ooh, all right. All right. Well, maybe, maybe we can uh, turn that around sometime in the episode. Well, you trying to 1v1? I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you feel better. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, I mean, I said that you were higher. I'm at uh, about 4,700, a little over 4,700. The game seems to do this weird thing that every time I get close to 4,700, I get just enough trophies to hit 4700 on the nose like most of the time it's been giving me trophies for wins that are like 27 or 28 and I feel like a lot of the time when I play any other match at any other trophy level I'm getting like 30 and 31 and now it's like now we're just trying to level you off nonstop rug the game knows supercell knows that you're gonna get there and it just gets you to the cusp you make it to 4,700, and then you just immediately lose your next game. They're like, you're not getting over this. I feel it, man. They're toying with my emotions big time over here. <laughs> but uh, I am also still playing Mortar Mauler, but I also replaced my skeletons with bats, but I leveled them up one more. So they are currently, or maybe I leveled them up two more. I forgot what I said last episode, but uh, now they're 11. They can get to 12. I'm just waiting for a little bit more gold. Um, but dude, I don't know. Maybe we're just. Uh, Maybe we're playing on two separate ladders. I feel like it's been working really well for me. Well, at least that makes one of us. I'd rather one of us do well and the other one not so well than both of us do terrible. So, Well, that's true. But you're, you're in like a whole different bracket of trophy count right now. Like I feel like once you get to like 48 and 49, it might not work so well. That's true. But right now we're at almost the same trophy count. Like I'm just above 4,700. You're just above 4,700. So, I mean, we're right there, right? We're, it's almost the same exact trophy count. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm working on maxing out my uh, archers. I only need like maybe 1,500 more, I think, maybe. Dude, those are so good. When those get to level 13, they just melt things. I know. I just can't wait to stop dying to arrows. Like I'm so tired of level 13 arrows. They're terrible. Isn't it so annoying that they die to level 13 arrows? Yeah, and every time someone throws arrows, I sit there for a split second holding my breath going, is it going to happen? Of course they died. Right. Of course their arrows are level 13. Because why would they throw arrows at archers unless they're going to kill them? (laughs) And especially since I'm playing against people that don't necessarily have maxed out cards for any other card, and then they happen to have maxed out arrows, like, why? Conspiracy theorists rejoice. But dude... You're maxing out your archers. I forgot to mention that I am currently maxing out my rocket. I am Ooh. 900 out of 1,000. I have 100 rockets left to request, and I'm never <laughs> requesting them again. I can't wait. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. That's literally like, uh, that is the ultimate boom. Once you, once you can max out a rocket, there is nothing more boomer than that. Boom. <laughs> yep uh so what 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 happened in this game this week i feel like not too much has been happening right we got a gold rush i believe which was tons of fun dude i got the max amount of gold that you can get no way how you played the mortar mauler you get like one tower every game would you play 700 games no i got a lot of three crowns how i don't know i just did maybe i just faced a lot of bad people but i definitely got it that's amazing it was a wonderful feeling because i play the mortar mauler deck i can't like because i win lose or draw basically split those evenly i can play 10 games and only win three and they're all one crowns (laughs) hmm so i wonder if it's just subconscious in my brain when i'm playing especially with a gold rush or a gem rush i feel like a lot of people that i face against are naturally trying to go for the three crown so i feel like i need to like kind of go all out and normally i would go after the second tower after i take the first one down but i think i naturally want to just keep putting pressure on them because they're doing the same thing to me right so i might as well just keep pushing and i think that was my strategy well and it worked tip my hat to you sir because i literally got about like 400 gold or something yeah not a lot not a lot at all well to be fair did you play a lot 
Uh, I did, but I played more challenges. So, I mean, but again, like, I just don't get that enthused about the gold rush just because, like, I, I would love to do it, but I, my cards aren't high enough for any other deck to play in the ladder. So I'm not going to take my quote-unquote three-crown golem deck or giant deck into the ladder because it's too low. It's just going to get destroyed. So I don't feel happy about playing against people that are going to bring their beatdown decks against my mortar deck, so I just don't play it. <laughs> well, that's a really fair point. Um, so we also got one fantastic challenge this week. The YouTuber challenge. Yeah, we did. Dude, did you play? I did. I didn't try nearly as many decks as there were available to try in this challenge, but I also got really annoyed with this challenge. Fairly Tell me quickly. why. Tell me why. Well, <laughs> can you guess? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, let me just say that I love the concept. I think it's really cool uh, using like content creator type things, uh, especially since I have never really used a lot of the decks that I was playing with. Um, but I did really love the fact that when you lost, if you wanted to play again, it was 10 gems. I totally agree. And I swear when I lost the first time, so I went in the first time and I played, I think it went like five and three, I got out and I was just like cringing because I was like, it's going to be, it's going to be a hundred gems. Watch. It's going to be a hundred gems to play this, to play this <laughs> challenge again. And boom, I go in dude, 10 gems. I was like, Yes. Instant replay, instant replay, instant replay. <laughs> I did terrible every single time. I, I will be very honest. I did terrible every single time. But dude, I played it like 10 times just because it was, it was fun. And like I was, even though I was losing, I was like, everyone's playing with these decks for the first time. So if I'm losing, like I'll just, I'll lose. I'm, I'm happy to learn the decks and see if I can do better than other people. But it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I wound up playing like maybe four or five times now let's just put that into perspective that was 40 or 50 gems that they just got from me whereas if it was 100 gems neither of us would have played well correct and i played almost 10 times i think maybe 10 with a free so 90 almost 100 gems all because it was 10 where if, as if it was 100 gems i probably wouldn't have played the first after the first try and the one-time rewards were awesome yeah i actually think that i got uh maybe the first two rewards which were both gold i think but uh what do you out of the decks that you played what was your favorite honestly i really liked two so can i do that can i give two you can all right so i liked godspeeds and orange juice so i like godspeed and oj's so godspeed if you remember, was the one with the pump, and it was like a, a golem beatdown deck, and it had the newly buffed Lumberjack. Ah, right. And the newly buffed Nightwitch. We'll get to those later, but it was super, super good. Um, and then Orange Juice was the kind of like that Goblin Hut, um, Skeleton Barrow, Zappy type deck. Um, it had the Mega Knight, and it also had the newly improved Zappies. So it was a lot of fun to play. Um, but I think if I had to choose one of them, I'd probably choose Godspeeds. Ooh, okay. All right, cool. Good choices. How about you? So I think out of all of the decks that I played, can I tell you my least favorite and then my favorite? Yeah, of course. So I think my least favorite out of the ones that I played, now granted, I probably didn't play with all 10 or 11 decks, however many there are, but I think my least favorite was Trappa's deck. Really? Yeah, and it's not because I thought that it was a bad deck. It's just... I have no idea what I'm doing with a Lava Hound. Like, at all. <laughs> like, if there was a car that was the complete opposite of a mortar, it's the Lava Hound. Yeah, it's the Lava Hound and the Balloon. And that's funny, actually. I don't think there were any... Were there any Balloon decks? I don't think there were any Balloon decks. Uh, no. I think you're right. And it's funny that you say that, because there was definitely a Sparky deck. Oh, for sure. Sparky <laughs> made it in, dude. Kyo Kyo is a Sparky Zap Bait deck. It was... It was mm -hmm. a lot of fun to play. I didn't do so well with it because I'm just not great at that. But I think that was the deck that we spotlighted on this um, on this show one time where I think it was the Pompeo 4 deck that we spotlighted. I think you're right. So what was your favorite deck? Ooh, right. So my favorite deck was definitely Clash with Ashes deck. Yeah? Dude, like I had so much fun playing this deck. First of all, it has a pump. So... Immediately, I was excited to get more Elixir than I normally would have playing a Mortar deck. And then, I don't know, man, I just felt so comfortable knowing that I had three Musketeers to take down whatever was thrown at me. 
And then the fact that I also had a, a really good counter push to throw a miner, to throw the minion horde, and then maybe even the newly buffed lumberjack. Dude, this deck was fantastic. Yeah, no, I think it was super well-rounded. I didn't play it that much. Like, you know how you get random decks? I didn't play with it that much. Um, maybe like three or four times out of the out of the total attempts that I played it. So I don't know, maybe my randoms were all messed up, but I didn't play with it that much. But the crazy thing about this deck, now that you mention it, is just the fact that there are so many like spell threats. So like anything that gets thrown down is susceptible to a spell, but most people only ran one or two spells in their deck. More than half of the people's decks had poison in it. Right. And there was only one fireball. So if someone poisons or fireballs your pump, well, now they don't have those spells for the three musketeers or the minion horde. So they either have to choose to save their heavy spell for your three musketeers or let you get elixir from the pump. I had good success with it, but I don't think I picked it because I didn't have I didn't get to play it enough. But all around solid deck. Tonight, we are sponsored by SeatGeek. Rob, buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to buy tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you get the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. That's right, and like I said last time, I have SeatGeek on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can literally be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats, and I absolutely used this app to purchase tickets to go see Avenged Sevenfold. So, the best part about this entire thing is all of our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code CAST today. That's promo code all caps C-A-S-T for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks a lot to SeatGeek for sponsoring our show. So, we got our balance changes. Finally! (laughs) So, the 124 balance changes came out, and of course, we released our episode like three days prior, as always. Yeah, our timing is literally the worst, but... But that's okay, because we can just talk about how they impact the meta now. That's true. So let's talk about the first one, because it's probably the biggest out of all of them, the Royal Ghost. What do you think about the fact that they dropped the damage by 6%, they gave the invisibility a better delay, so it went from 0.7 seconds to 1.2 seconds, and then his hit speed went from 1.7 seconds to 1.8 seconds, so he attacks a little bit slower. So I really, really like this change. So I knew that his damage was probably going to come down, and I knew that his invisibility was, it needed to be less instant. Like we used to say Mm -hmm. that it was instant, and obviously 0.7 seconds is not instant, but it feels really instant. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So now that it's 1.2 seconds, it feels a little bit more manageable. To be honest, I didn't expect the hit speed decrease. I thought that instead they would have just decreased the HP by like 5%, but... You know, at the end of the day, I thought that this, I thought that these changes, like the the suite of these three changes, is exactly what the card needed to still be viable. It's don't forget, man. This is still a three cost card that is tanky, does area splash damage, and is invisible. Right. It's still a very good and very viable card, but it's just not dominating the meta, and and that's what it was doing when it first came out. Totally agree. All right, so let's jump into the next one. The Zappies now target ground and air. What do you think about that? I think it's great. Uh, I actually think that this does wonders for the card, but I do also believe that they will be much more easily distracted because now if they can focus on both ground and air, there are now many more things that can throw this card off. Yeah, I I hear you, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you were using these things before, the only thing you could possibly stun was ground. So Mm -hmm. it was more effective against ground. 
Sure, now it might be less effective against ground because there's more targets to hit in like a swarm of troops. But dude, this is a huge buff. This isn't like a, this is not a nerf by any stretch of the imagination. This is a buff and a half. No, 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 no. I definitely don't think that this is like a nerf. I just think that that's like a, an awkward side effect that I think will wind up happening in situations that you don't necessarily expect. Right, because you can't choose what it attacks unless you position it perfectly. Um, and then obviously once it goes onto the other side of the map, there's literally nothing you can do to stop it from targeting something. But, um, but no, but this is a buff, right? Like a big, big buff. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a buff. I mean, if you're looking at it from the perspective where now, obviously, it can attack air, think of things like a minion horde or even just regular minions. Um, also, the fact that it can now take down or at least halt an inferno dragon. Dude, it also does some wonders to the balloon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these things are great, man. I mean, they, they kill they kill bats super easily. I mean, those annoying things that you say like they get distracted with, they just annihilate them. And it's just like these little three things in the back behind a tank that can just destroy something. I know. I know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I'm really I'm really excited to kind of see how this impacts the meta. Um, now that I think that these things have more things to focus on, it should be really interesting to see how people actually use them because I think we'll see them being used in more creative ways. Well, that's right. But like I said, Orange Juice just used these in his deck for the YouTuber challenge, and I thought it was pretty sick. So just my opinion, but these things are fantastic choice in the current meta now. You ready for the next one? Oh, I'm ready. All right, so the next change comes to the Hunter, who had his range decreased from five to four, and the bullets spread slightly smaller. So the projectile range remains at 6.5. So how do you feel about that? You know, man, like, I really thought that this is what the Hunter needed in order to make him make him better. Like, I, I feel like the Hunter has so much potential, right? But he was really only good on defense because he only does really good damage when things are literally right in front of him. So what they did was they reduced his tile range by one. So instead of shooting when he's at five tiles away, now he shoots when he's at four tiles. Right. Which makes it so that he's innately closer to his targets, whether he's defending or he's attacking them, you know, on offense. Um, and the cool thing is that they made the bullet spread slightly smaller. So if he is further away from his target as opposed to right on them, he still gets more pellets to hit his, uh, to hit his target. So he's doing more damage over time. Um, and I think this really impacts, like, allowing him to just like sit on your tower from far away and attack you before he would do almost no damage at all if he just crossed the river and started to lock onto a tower and do damage but now he's a tile closer he innately does more damage because he's closer and oh by the way they made his um radius uh, or the spread of the bullets tighter so he's doing even more damage now don't don't get me wrong he's not going to kill He's not going to kill a tower by himself. He's not going to get anywhere close to killing a tower by himself. But at least it's, it's, it's more bank for the buck, and that's what this guy needed. Yeah, um, totally agree with that one. I actually don't have much more to say because I think you said it pretty eloquently. All right, so let's move on to the next one. The Night Witch got a buff. The initial bats that she spawns spawn a little bit quicker. Not sure exactly what that means, but just a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, because there's no number. Um, I actually like this one, and it kind of ties in with the next one, right? Ah, that is right. Which happened to be the bats, which had their hit speed decreased from 1 second to 1.1 seconds. So, the Night Witch, yeah, did get a buff, and I think that this bat nerf, so to speak, also nerfs her a little bit in the process. But I'm not 100% sure how this will impact things. Like, again, we don't really know how much faster the bats actually come out, right? The initial bats, at least. So it's really hard to give a good comparison. I do think it's going to help. Uh, obviously, the main reason to have that card is to have bats start spawning very, very quickly. Because typically you have that card behind something like a golem um, or a giant skeleton. But... I think it remains to be seen how impactful that will be. Yeah, I mean, I've seen more of her played since the balance changes come out. But I think to your point, right, like she got a buff, but then she got an indirect nerf when the bats got when the bats got nerfed. So I see her played more, but I don't 
see tremendous value in her still. Like, I, I don't think her her win rate is overly dominating with this. So, to me, it, you know, spawning bats a little bit quicker just helps, like, defend against a balloon when you're trying to use her to defend, right? Um, it, it, it doesn't change her offensive capabilities that much. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe they gave her that little bit of a buff because they did the nerf to the bats. So like that would like really make her terrible, terrible, pretty much uh, if you just did the bats. Yep. Nope. I would agree. All right. So let's jump into the next one. The Lava Hound had a hit point increase of 5%. I know how much you love the Lava Hound and how you (laughs) use it way too much in every single deck that you play. Way too much. How do you feel about this one? So, I mean, personally, I didn't think that the Lava Hound needed much more health, uh, but I really can't complain uh, because I think that the whole point of this card is to get to the tower and stay alive long enough so that you can probably get other things in with the attack, maybe. Um, And then eventually it's going to burst anyway, so the Lava Pups will take care of business, but I think having extra health isn't really a bad thing. So I think all the Lava Hound players are probably very excited about this. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think the, the thing for me about the Lava Hound is just that people ignore her completely until the pups come out, right? So now you can't really do that because she gets a couple of more hits off before the pups do come out, right? This doesn't really impact the pups, but it makes her a little bit more viable by herself, which is, I think, what she needs. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Um. Ready for the next one? Oh, I'm ready. So the next one is actually to the Goblin Hut, who had a nerf to its spawn speed. So it went from 4.9 seconds up to 5 seconds, which just means that it spawns one less goblin in total. Yeah. (laughs) The the look on your face just says, I'm not convinced. Dude, it's just like... (laughs) <laughs> I get it, right? But like one total less goblin, how is that a nerf? Like one less goblin is a whomping total of 50 damage on your archer tower. So I just don't, and I mean, okay, it's on your archer tower because it only gets one hit off on your archer tower. And I guess theoretically it could get more hits on your archer tower if there's a miner tanking for it or a royal ghost tanking for it or whatever. But to me, the, the, the thing that was causing the Goblin Hut to be used so much wasn't the fact that it was spawning out way too many goblins. As much as the fact as they could have just re-brought the health of the Goblin Hut back down by 5%. Because poison and fireball and things like that don't do enough f- value in killing it for the cost that they are. Um, so you'll use a poison on the goblin hut, but still take tremendous damage. Now you use the poison on the goblin hut and you just take one less total goblin hut hit, which is 50 damage. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I actually also agree with you. I, th- I think that the thing that maybe they should have done was reduce its, its, uh, its health. Um, I, I really personally don't see how <laughs> it's spawning one less goblin is going to be that big of a difference. I, I, I wonder if it has to do with like spawner decks, but like I don't see many of those. And even still, are they that serious that one goblin is going to make that big of a difference? No, th- this is this is absolutely to combat the Mega Knight, Inferno Dragon, Royal Ghost, Skeleton Barrel minor decks. Like that's the point of this. But but dude, like that's not how this should be balanced. Like this card should have been indirectly balanced by nerfing the spear goblins themselves whether it was making their hit speed 0.1 second slower or whatever right because at the end of the day these things just build up and they just do tremendous amounts of damage over time because there's so many of them um but i mean they all die to a zap but just one less doesn't do me that much difference right no that's a good point and the next two actually got the same buff. So we have the Mini P.E.K.K.A. and the Lumberjack both receiving a hit point increase of 7%. What do you think? Good, bad, indifferent? So I really like the Mini P.E.K.K.A. I don't know why the Lumberjack needed the same buff. 
Um, they like to treat these cards the same, though. I feel like every time that they've made a change to one, they typically try and make a similar change, or if not the same change, to the other. Because they're both four cost. Yeah, no, I totally agree, right? Like, absolutely agree. And I think people interchange these in their deck sometimes, right? So, like, if you're mm-hmm. running a giant uh, mini P.E.K.K.A., you, you could run a giant Lumberjack. Like, they, they serve similar purposes. Um, but I thought this was pretty cool. Like, I, I didn't quite get it, to be honest. Like, I don't know what the rationale was for it, aside from maybe just people weren't using it that much. But I'm definitely not going to complain about it, because I... I love these cards. So <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think I think these two cards maybe recently have been having a difficult time getting to the tower. So I think that this seven percent. I mean, they didn't do five percent. They did seven. That's a lot more. Yeah. No, I I agree. And you want to know what else I like about this change? This change really really helps combat things like the Mega Knight decks because both the Mini Pekka and the Lumberjack. If you can turn the mega knight around these things will melt that card in like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. um so i really like the fact that this promotes countering decks that are out there currently and also other beatdown style decks which is pretty cool and that's all we ever want from balance changes well balance (laughs) balance fun and lots of booms (laughs) um so the grand finale of the balance changes is to the mortar which from my perspective this seems like a nerf so they took the minimum range from 4.5 tiles to 3.5 tiles not even a half it was a whole tile what do you think being a mortar player does it hurt your soul does it burn your heart is your head exploding because i was very upset (laughs) when this first got announced i was like no I really only have one deck that works on the ladder and you just messed it up. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it seems like over the past three sets of balance changes, like six out of the eight Mortar Mauler cards got nerfed. Yep. Um, it's brutal, to be honest. And like you invest so much time into decks that you can play on the ladder, all of a sudden they get nerfed and you're like, all right, well, guess I'm playing challenges for a while. <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously, like I think that this, when I first read it, man, I was like, I, it, is it a nerf or... Could it be considered a buff? Is it just like a different mechanic now, right? Like the whole point of the mortar is to lock onto the tower. So if it locks onto the tower, that's the goal. And you're doing, you're accomplishing your goal and you're dealing damage to the tower, right? The problem is that if things are close to the mortar, it doesn't target them. Um, but now, if someone places something right in front of it, it'll attack it. Like, it'll attack little archers that are right in front of, of, the, of the mortar, and it'll get the first hit off on them, and you can just log them or zap them away and kill them. Um, similarly, if someone drops, you know, the four barbarians onto uh, right in front of them, it'll, it'll hit those too and splash damage. But again, like, it's easier to distract it, but it also damages what gets thrown down faster, right? So. I t- to this day, I still don't know if it's a buff or a nerf, <laughs> but you know what, man? I just don't like it being touched. <laughs> yeah, no, don't touch my mortar. Um, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I, I definitely think that now that you explained it like that, it probably is more of a buff than it is a nerf. But like, dude, one of the biggest things against the mortar mauler deck is uh, an executioner. And I feel like now it gets so distracted by executioners whereas previously because of the tile difference and the executioner's range it wouldn't get distracted by that and let's face it a, a mortar is not going to take out an executioner well it it it, it would have gotten distracted but there was just two tiles that it could have been placed on but now it, it's three different tiles and that's that's a bigger much bigger space I, I think the intent of this was a nerf like i think it was intended to nerf the card and the reason why I think that is because the card had very high use rates. It also had pretty high um, win rates as well. So it's not like this card was struggling on the ladder. In fact, because it's a common card, it allows free-to-play players to climb up the ladder at a much higher rate than they normally would. I mean, like you and I, we wouldn't be able to climb the ladder the way we did without the Mortar Mauler. Um, right. So at the end of the day, I think the intent was a nerf. It's still good, but it is absolutely positively not what it used to be and 
I just don't like that, but I do get it. I mean, people were complaining so much about this card. You know, people, people complain about the health of it and that you can cycle so fast with it. And I get all of the arguments, and I'm, I'm not going to try and debate them, but I just hear them all the time, and that's why I think that this is intended to be a nerf. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so, I mean, we're both at 47+, plus, so we'll see what happens. I mean, moving forward, maybe this is the reason why you're not uh, having a good time on the ladder right now, though. And if that's the case, this was definitely a nerf. <laughs> <laughs> right, as intended, supposedly. Correct. So, overall... How would you rate these balance changes? I'm going to give this one a solid A-. minus. Hmm. All right. I was going to say B+. <laughs> was your B+, plus because the mortar got nerfed? <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of it. No, <laughs> that's, that's why it just uh, went down to like where you put it at an A-. minus. I feel like um, I'm not really sure about the Night Witch and the Bats. Like, I'm not 100% sold yet. And I still, like you said, don't really understand why the Lumberjack got the buff while also the Mini Pekka got the buff. But like, whatever. I mean, I can't really complain. They're both good cards. Yeah, now that you say it, I'm looking back at the, at the changes and I'm just like, the Goblin Hut bothered me and the Mortar really bothered me. So right. I think B plus is probably, probably more appropriate. Yeah, I would say so. If, if it weren't for the Royal Ghost change, it'd probably be a B. Well, the Royal Ghost change <laughs> is phenomenal, so I agree. It's highly weighted. Right, we needed that. Boom. Boom. Tonight, we are sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S., and while many people know what they do, many people don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with Blue Apron, like strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens, a steakhouse-inspired favorite with a delicious twist, chili-infused maple syrup. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. That's right, Rob, and one of the best things about them is their convenience and variety. Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. And the most delicious part of this deal is that Blue Apron is treating Cast Royale listeners to $30 off of their first order if you visit blueapron.com slash royale. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash royale. That's R-O-Y-A-L-E. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Thanks a lot to Blue Apron for sponsoring our show. All right, so let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. So as always, our boy Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin, comes to us with another fantastic meta check, telling us about what's been going on in the arena for the last two weeks. Dude, as always, Devin took the top 25 decks in the top of the ladder, and this is what we have. Category number one, Royal Ghosted. Boom. Boom, and what a nerf it was. The nerf took the last week's use rates of the ridiculous 64%, knocking it all the way down to 16%. Still, very good, still very unique, still not done. But the Royal Ghost has been leveled and balanced. Indeed it has, and we just talked about that, and we know how serious it was. That's right. Next up, Pair of Princes. The Prince and the Dark Prince usage is steadily on the incline. The Prince has actually seen his use rate steadily increase over the last four weeks, all the way up to 32%. Now consider this. The Prince and Dark Prince use rates over the first six months of doing these meta checks was a whopping total of eight total uses. Wow, really? (laughs) And it's now being used 32% of the time. The Prince and Dark Prince use rates this week alone were 12 in total. So that's more than it's been used in the past six months combined. Wow, that's a big deal. I actually have been seeing the two of them be used a lot more. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. And it's not just Double Prince Pekadex either. It's nice to see Supercell bringing these cards out of obscurity and bringing the true OGs back into the game. Like the giant, like the giant, like the 
giant. <laughs> OG! OG, original giant. <laughs> All right, next up, Battle of the Barrels. I'm sensing a Game of Thrones reference there. Right? So Devin writes, new kid on the block. The skeleton barrel has enjoyed a solid first couple of weeks, settling in with use rates of over 23% within the last month. Steady and consistent though. The Goblin Barrel was not far behind, sitting at a use rate of 15%. Now that the Royal Ghost Skeleton Barrel decks are less common because of the Royal Ghost nerf, it's going to be interesting to see which barrel dominates the meta. Hmm, can't wait to see who wins that one. So what else does Devin have for us? Next up, we've got No Minor Feet. Even with the Royal Ghost's nearly month of dominance, it was not the top troop used outright. Matching a use rate, are you ready for this? Ready. Matching a use rate of 47%, Ooh. the miner actually tied the temporary meta dominating troop and was only bested by the zap, which had a use rate of 66%. This could only be credited due to the fact that most decks that ran the Royal Ghost also ran the miner. But we should say this, the miner's use rate even after the nerf on the Royal Ghost is sitting at 56%. So this card is serious business and the miner is here to stay. He's a crazy card, man. And last but not least, Poised for Greatness. It's hard to believe that at one time, the poison had additional slowing abilities to its already dominant characteristics. Consider this. The rocket, the fireball, and the lightning had a combined use rate last month of only 24%. Combined. The poison, on the other hand, was used 38% of the time. <laughs> That's so mean. It's used over 50% more of the time than any other spell, except for the zap. This is the true high damage spell choice of the pros. And if not for its epic rarity, this card would be heavily used by the free-to-play players as well. As an epic, it's just so hard to level up. What a meta check, man. So that's it, man. Those are the numbers. Devin, as always, thank you so much for putting this thing together. We don't say everything, but we will include the meta check into the show notes. So be sure to check it out and let us know if you have any questions. Bada bada. Boom. Boom. So... We missed last episode with chests. We weren't going to do it two times in a row. Dude, we, we didn't do the chest opening and you and I were like, yeah, we've really just got a lot to talk about today. So like, let's just not do the chest openings. And we're like, eh, nobody really listens to the chest openings anyway. Dude, <laughs> we got so much negative feedback for not opening chests on the show. <laughs> Everybody wants chests. They were like, they were like, hey, Joe, nice episode. But, um... What happened to the chest opening? And then they reminded somebody else and they were like, oh, I thought something was missing from this episode. Yeah, where were the chests? I was like, really? You guys actually listen to that? <laughs> well, we got a lot of chests for you this time. So hopefully this will make up for the fact that we didn't do it last time. If you ask, you will get it. Mm -hmm. If you build it, they will come. So what do you have? All right, so I've got a clan chest, a crown chest, and I've got a whomping total of two. Big dogs. Ooh. All right. So I have a clan, a crown, and a whomping total of three big dogs. How do you get three big dogs in one week? Can you just explain to me? Yeah, it's easy. You want to know? Yeah, I'd love to know. This game likes me more than you. Wow, Rob. That's, that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's all I got. What else? What other reason is it? Moving on. What, what, do they say? what do they say in the Hunger Games? May the odds be ever in your favor. I don't know. It sounded like that was something that you, you got from, like... The Hunger Games? Nah. Ah, uh, Joe didn't see the movie. You didn't see the movie. I did see the movie. Are you ready to open up some <laughs> chests? I'm ready. Okay. Who goes first? Well, you obviously have to go first. Little Brother Never Leads and you have more chests. Boom. Fair. Clan or crown? Clan. <laughs> crown. Crown. Uh, crown? Clown. <laughs> Clown? Well, we don't let's want a do clown. The clown chest. No clown chest. All right, let's go. Crown chest. Here we go. Six hundred and ninety-one gold. Okay. Three gems. 
21 goblins. Meh. Yeah, oh, come on. 57 bombers. Yo, you watch. Bombers getting buffed in the next balance change. Watch. Probably, but I'm not excited about this. So, nine bomb towers. <laughs> what? Like, what? Of course this would be in your first chest. Yeah. All right. Well, and my last card is a single mirror. Rob, remember what you said before. Just remember, recall the words that came out of your mouth. Quote, Joe, the game just likes me better than you. All right, well, I'll eat my words and my cards. Not today. Not today. All right, well, that does it for my uh, frown chest, because that was terrible. All right, my crown chest, are you ready? Ready. 638 gold. Mm -hmm. Two gems, so one less than you. Okay. 10 zaps. All right, that's good. 26 skeleton barrels. Battle of the barrels. <laughs> 43 royal GGs. And nine Valkyries. So not so good, not so bad, but definitely better than yours. Middle of the road. I'd say that was a pretty good chest. So level 10 clan chest. You ready? Let's do it. 1,620 gold, as always. 18 spear goblins. Those should be nerfed. Hmm. Five Inferno Towers. Huh. Those have easily become completely irrelevant, but could be good one day. They, they could be. Five Furnaces. What's happening right now, Joe? A lot of buildings. You want to talk about a lot of buildings? 107 cannons. I think the game's telling you need to make a total siege deck, or you're going to get a quest that says you need to only play siege buildings. That's it. Right. Uh, okay, so this is better. Uh, 115 minion horde. Boom. Mm-hmm. 17 rockets! Mortar Muller, baby! Nice! Mortar Muller, baby, let's go! Ah, and the last card. Three rage spells, which I don't use, but I know it's good, so I'll take it. Yeah, not too shabby. Yeah, that was middle of the road. Middle of the road. All right, I'm up. Clan chest, are you ready? Ready. As always, 1,620 gold. 14 bombers. It's making a comeback, bro. It's making a comeback. <laughs> 14. This is a common number now. 14 ice spirits. Mortar mauler, baby. Hey 52 spear goblins. These should be nerfed. It's coming. Eight. Horatas. Boom. Boom. 19 Mega Minions. 160 Tesla Towers. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, and three guards. So, don't know how I feel about the guards, but I'll take them. <laughs> I don't have a I choice. Mean, I have been them. seeing guards a lot more recently. That's true, but I don't know why I just made it like I had a choice. I don't have a choice. I'm going to take You them. don't have a choice. No, it, it is what it is, as they say. It is what it is. Shakespeare said that. Once, maybe. Never, actually. So it's time for my first big dog. Let's do it. Giant chest. Nice. 924 gold. Okay. 24 fire spirits. Bringing out the elements. One balloon. Wow, already? Okay. Mm-hmm. 218 skeleton barrels. Battle of the barrels. It's coming, man. Epic battle. And 62 battle rams. Eh, battle rams are a little bit weak, I think, but they could be good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the uh, skeleton barrel and the balloon and the fire spirits. I'll take everything but the ram. Right. So, not, not a bad chest. Well, Rob, I see your giant chest, and I match you one giant chest. <laughs> nice. So here we go. 924 gold. Okay. One golem. Wow. Th of course. 30 <laughs> Inferno Towers. So give me a golem and then give me the Inferno Tower to counter the golem. Then give me 31 mini P.E.K.K.A.s to, count 
to counter the go. Mini Pekka is pretty good, actually. What happens when you compliment the Mini Pekka, yeah. And then, ooh, 246 skeletons. Ooh. Larry! So, that's it. That was pretty good, minus the Inferno Tower. Right, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a bad chest. That was a decent giant chest. Right. All right, well, we'll take it. You ready for my next big dog? Let's go. I got a magical chest. Boom. Arena 12. You ready? Ready. 1,320 gold. Ugh, come on. Two <laughs> barbarian huts. Yeah, see, that's, that's tough. <laughs> Out of all the buildings, really, though, it is my least favorite for many reasons. Well, more so that they gave it to me. Right. 18 goblins. Eh. 22 barbarians. Not a lot of cards. I'm, I'm sensing like a low number here. I don't know why. Low number and uh, lots of barbarian type cards. Yeah. A lot of huts too because I got five goblin huts. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, this seems great, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> It just gets better and better with every card. 61 E-barbs. <laughs> the worst. Can't even make it up. It's like the worst We couldn't magical even make these, these chests up. I know. Like, why would we ever even try to come up with this random assortment of cards? <laughs> I really hope the last two cards are a lot better. I'm really scoring for a legendary soon. That would be great. Here we go. 20 Valkyrie. Which is pretty good. And no legendary. So, I got... Four freeze spells. I'm not gonna lie, man. That might have been the worst magical chest I've ever opened. Yeah, now that was definitely a tragical chest. For sure. A Shakespearean tragical chest. <laughs> it's like the ultimate tragedy right here. Alright, whatever. We're moving on. Water under the bridge. Give me something better, Joe. So I see your magical chest. And I raise you a super magical chest. Ooh. Boom! I am ready. I, I I really hope you pull one. I got this from my quests, and I've just been holding it until the show, so here we go. 7,128 gold. Woof. 28 goblin gang. Okay. Nine heal spells, so that was pretty bad. Bad start. 21... Newly improved. Zappies. Hey, and it's funny because you used to be very upset when you pulled those cards. Used to be, Rob. We're in a new time. <laughs> We're in a new time here. Joe, Joey 2.0. 578 skeleton barrels. Ooh. Battle of the barrels. This game is telling us it's happening. 129 flying machines. What? I don't know, man. I don't know, but here's what I do know. I like it. I used to call this thing a crying machine, but I don't cry no more. <laughs> I don't cry no more. I don't cry no more. <laughs> Pretty good. <gasps> what is it? The Ice Wizard! <gasps> Dude! Dude! We did it! <laughs> we did, I can't believe we did it. We did it. All these big dogs, and we finally get a, a legendary. I know, and I feel like every chest up until right now has not been that good. <laughs> so I have Ice Wizard 2 of 4 now. I am so close to level 3, um, but that's that was a pleasant surprise. But you want to know something funny? I still have one more card left. What? Have you ever had a card after a legendary? I did. I never thought that was possible. Could it be another legendary? <laughs> I will. I will leave this room immediately. I will if it's shut a, if off it is this, another legendary. I will shut off my microphone and leave. I will shut my microphone off and let you do the rest of the show. All right, here we go. La apparently, the the new last card, twenty six lumberjacks. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 26 cannon cards. Ooh, nice. Not too bad, man. Weird that it's at the end of the chest, though. Yeah, the, the order there seemed a little bit odd, but I'm not going to complain, you know? No, you can't. All right, well, my final big dog. I see your super magical chest, and I match you 
a super magical chest. Oh my gosh. Let's go. <laughs> if you pull legendary, it's going to be... It's going to be legendary. Get it? And this is also from a quest. <laughs> 7,128 gold. I think that's literally the exact same number I got. Maybe I'll get literally the exact same chest. <laughs> <laughs> 133 cannons. Okay, not the same chest. Keep going. Nope. Uh, 155 archers. Nice, and you're trying to max those out. hey -oh, I'll take it. That was, that was fantastic. I'm feeling good right now. Two guards. Already? That's real early, and there's four cards left. Come on, let's go. 319 minions. Not a bad card, man. Keep them coming. 158 elixir collectors. Rob, hmm? there were elixir pumps. Right, elixir pumps. 24 rage spells. A lot of epics. Are you going to get a legend? You're going to get a legendary. I know it. <gasps> yeah? The princess! We did it. I'm so exhausted from doing that. That was amazing. I just don't get it. It's like it took us two years to open up two legendaries on the same show. Now we have like within three months we get, I don't know, I think I feel like it's happened three times to us in the past three months. I actually think you're 100% correct on that number. Well, I try and do things that make sense, Rob. <laughs> try and do things 100%, Rob. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> All right, well, that was a, a, a fairly uh, mediocre chest opening until the very end. So let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. And this deck is called Cast Royale's deck. And this deck would have been the deck that we submitted to a challenge that could maybe have been called the Podcaster Challenge. <laughs> this is a 3.1 average elixir cost deck, and it contains the Prince, the Hunter, the Zap, the Miner, Ice Golem, Bats, Poison, and the Skeleton Barrel. So, Joe, how would this deck have fared in the challenge? Well, Rob, I think it absolutely positively goes without saying this deck would have dominated any challenge that it was 100 percent. <laughs> There's no other way to look at it. <laughs> absolutely. Regardless of who's playing it, the cards do the work for themselves. So how do we play? This deck, like you said, is an average cost of elixir of 3.1. So it is a super fast cycle deck. The thing that makes this deck so tough to beat is that it has two very very strong defensive counters in the prince and the hunter the hunter with its new buff does so much damage on defense because it attacks with a closer range and the prince with its previous health buff just is dominant on your side of the map and is even harder to kill on the opposite side the unique thing about this deck that makes it so hard to beat though is its spell bait feature the prince the bats and the Skeleton Barrel all require some form of either a zap or a log to stop them, or your opponent using inexpensive troops in order to prevent the damage. Because this deck is so fast, though, in terms of cycling, you can use this deck as a minor spellbait cycle push with the Skeleton Barrel and the Miner, or the Bats and the Miner, in order to keep your opponent on their toes. The key with the deck is to ensure that when you're dropping your miner down on your opponent's archer tower, you're changing the placement every single time. Because if your opponent can predict your miner, you lose out on a lot of damage on the tower. My favorite push with this deck is a very simple skeleton barrel at the bridge and then the ice golem at the bridge right after that. And it's important to allow the skeleton barrel to cross over the bridge to get aggro on the tower before the ice golem and here's why rob i'm not sure if you ever realized this but once the skeleton barrel breaks the archer tower then attacks the next closest target but the next closest target is not the skeletons because technically they haven't fell and deployed yet 
So if you drop the skeleton barrel down and let it get aggro on the tower, then drop your ice golem down. Your opponent's archer tower will kill the barrel, focus on the golem, the ice golem, and then the skeletons are free to do any amount of damage they want on the tower. It forces out a spell. And technically, your golem, or your ice golem, would be lasting longer because the tower hasn't been attacking it the whole time. Totally agree. It forces placement of a troop down where they might not have wanted to, or a spell, which then allows you to bring out the prince. The hunter should never, ever, 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 ever be used on offense. It should only be used on defense and then transfer over to an offensive push via a counter push. The poison and the zap should be used to facilitate offensive pushes with your prince. Also, when your opponent tries to defend against your miner with cheap cost troops or electro wizard or musketeer or things like that, the poison or zap combo just does tremendous work against them. So the way that I would describe this deck is that it can be played as minor chip damage cycled with poison as just the kicker or tremendous defensive counter push type play with the hunter and prince. It's got a lot of different ways to play it, but either way you do it, it's very, very viable. Bada bada, boom. Boom. I love this deck, man. I love the fact that it's like super, super quick. And I also love the fact that you are pointing out that it's very versatile. There's a lot of flexibility and there's a lot of different things that you can do. And I think, again, that brings me back to my original point from the beginning of the episode. That's really why I liked Clash with Ashes uh, YouTuber deck, because I just felt like there were so many different options for me. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And, and I think part of the reason why we came up with this deck is just because, one, I don't recall any other deck having the Hunter in it. Or the Prince. Or the Prince. So, I mean... It was a unique, it would have been a unique style play, but if you haven't tried this deck before, be sure to give it a shot. It takes a little while to get used to just because, trust me, when you play it the first time, it's hard to get used to because you may have not used the Hunter often or you haven't used the Prince in a while. Have no fear, go into Classic Challenge, take some losses, and then go back in and see how much better you do. It is a very, very versatile and very good deck once you figure out all the best ways to play it. Boom, and maybe one day we'll be able to submit a deck like this to some sort of content creator challenge. Like an overall content creator challenge. That would be so awesome. Right. But until then. Until then. <laughs> we give it to our wonderful community on the <laughs> podcast. Do with it what you will. Have fun. Boom. Boom. So we got some reviews. We got four reviews. We're going to read one and not the whole thing because it's kind of long. And it's from. Dwatley31 from the United States, and they write, Best Podcast. Rob and Joe are the hosts of my favorite podcast. Every week they provide me data on any new updates, bug fixes, and more, reveal an astounding deck spotlight for fans to try, and a complete meta check with the best data on what cards have been prevalent in the meta over the past two weeks. And to top it all off, they boom everything. Boom. <laughs> Boom. When I finish the podcast, I almost start crying because I have to wait another two weeks for the next hodgepodge of everything. Sad face, but it is worth the wait. Dude. Yeah. And before we start thanking and pouring our hearts out, they do go into a pretty cool uh, Lava Hound deck that you should definitely check the show notes for and see the full review. So if you do want a good Lava Hound deck, try it out because it seems to be working for them. That's right, and we don't give Lava Hound decks that much love, so this one's probably better than anyone we would ever come up with. <laughs> right. But in all seriousness, Dwali, thank you so much for the kind words. We appreciate you being a part of the community and the fact that you like the meta checks, the deck spotlights, the booms, and not the moobs. It's what we do. Rob, it's coming through, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it's what we do. They feel it. We feel it. We're giving it, and we're getting it. Boom. Mm-hmm. And huge shout-outs to 1894KSJ, Syringeman, and last but not least, Gigamoose. And they are all from the United States. Gigamoose! Not sure if you realize this, Rob, but Gigamoose is from our Discord community, our Cast Royale clans. Gigamoose has been around for quite some time. Giga, thank you so much for the review. And as always, reviews are the number one way you can help us reach more people. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you. And we also got a new patron. New patron. And please welcome Cyrus K to the Patreon family. Cyrus, thank you so, so much. Rob and I truly appreciate the fact that you're willing to spend your hard-earned money to support what we do that allow us to continue to provide content, fresh, new, fun content for our listeners and our community. Thank you for being the backbone for what we do. Boom. Boom. And that's pretty much it, man, for episode 55. We did it. Can you believe it? We did it. I'm excited. I'm ready for 56. Let's do it right now. You want to just start right now? We can just start now and, and, and just release a back-to-back. What do you think? We, we just won't go to sleep. No, no. Why sleep when you can just podcast? Come on. Right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, if you would like to uh, send us an email, you can do so at feedback at castrailpodcast.com. If you would like to join our clans, we do our refreshes every Saturday night into Sunday. Be sure to join our Discord, uh, castrailpodcast.com slash Discord, because we tell everyone in the Discord first when there is a new spot. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Yes, and special thanks to clnsmedia.com for hosting our podcast on their website. And a huge thank you to SeatGeek and Blue Apron for sponsoring our show. Joe, that's it. Until next time, we will see you for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye.